legitimate or illegitimate, a voice. More people are speaking, less people are listening, and as a result, the world is filled with chaotic noise. And social media has given absolutely everyone on the planet a platform, a stage, a microphone, an audience, a voice. And to top it off, all these voices now have to compete in our lives with the voices around us, and don't deny it, the voices in your head. So many voices, so many voices, who do we listen to? Here it is. What if I tell you that after today, you're going to listen clearly to the voice of God? The voice of God. You're going to be able to discern the voice of God, to turn off the other voices and hear clearly the voice of God. The Bible talks to us about voices, the voice of God. In Matthew chapter 3, let me read it for you. In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, he is a voice. Somebody say voice. He is a voice. Watch this. A voice shouting in the wilderness, preparing the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. Verse 16. After the baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. Verse 17. And a voice, somebody say voice. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly beloved son who brings me great joy. It's about the voice. Matthew chapter 3 begins with a voice from the wilderness. And it wraps up, it finishes with a voice from heaven. There is a voice. God is saying something. In the midst of all the clutter, the noise, the chaos, God is saying something. The question is, are we listening to the voice of God? There is so much noise. There is so much noise. If we were not in a COVID pandemic right now, the way that I would have began the service I would have had every single person, it would have been every single person, I would say, please begin to talk right now at the same time. And try to discern if you're seated all the way back there, what the person is saying up here. And it would be impossible. And right now, we're having a difficult time discerning and hearing what is God saying in the midst of it all. I, I'm here to tell you that before you discover your voice, you have to hear the voice. Let me repeat that. Before you discover your voice, you have to hear the voice. The voice that comes out of you is only as good as the voice that speaks into you. This is why I always remind you that who speaks into you is much more important than who speaks about you. Here's what you need to know. It's time for all of us to stop listening to all the voices and start listening to the voice that matters, the voice of God. And one more time, the reason why the world is falling apart at the seams is because right now there is an infinite amount of voices saying contradictory things. But let me tell you what the voice of God is. The voice of God is clear. The voice of God is holy. The voice of God is loving. The voice of God is merciful. The voice of God is full of grace. The voice of God is forgiving. The voice of God brings about freedom. The voice of God convicts. The voice of God comforts. How do you know it's God's voice and not your own or someone else's? The voice of God never brings confusion. Can I repeat that? The 
the voice of God never brings confusion. Politicians confuse. Cultural influencers confuse. But the voice of God will never confuse you. The voice of God is clear as day. The voice of God never contradicts the written word of God. Sometimes the voice of God is a loud shout. And sometimes, I would argue the majority of circumstances, the voice of God comes as a whisper. Matthew chapter 3, two voices. One that comes from the wilderness and the other one that comes from heaven. The same voice from the same identical source, the throne room of glory. The voice. So Matthew 3, we already covered a portion of this, begins with the voice of repentance. What is God telling us? He's telling us to take the turn. The voice of God is telling us take the turn. In those days, John the Baptist came to the Jordan. Repent of your sins. Turn to God. There is a voice that tells you to stay stuck in the now. There is a voice that tells you to stay stuck in the past. There is a voice that feeds your flesh. There is a voice that elevates your hurt. There is a voice that detracts you from your destiny. There is a voice out there from the very pit of darkness fighting for your attention. Attempting to convince and persuade you to jump off your destiny. To give up, to fall back, to surrender. But there's another voice. There is another voice. There is a voice telling you to take the turn. What is God telling you? Heaven's voice is telling you, take the turn. Take the turn is to repent. To repent is beautiful. Take the turn is to take the turn away from sin. Take the turn away from your past. Take the way the turn away from the lies. Take the turn away from the toxic environment. Take the turn towards God. Every we we cover this, but I just want to really repeat it quickly. When we repent, God hears our prayers. When we repent, God forgives our sins. When we repent, God heals our land. Second Chronicles seven fourteen for all of us. When we repent, God restores everything that was lost. Job two twenty five. When we repent, God sends a fresh outpouring of His Spirit. Acts three nineteen. So I don't want to make any assumptions. I don't. I want to ask. How many already in the past 13 months have turned their back on their past, on the sin, on the hell they went through, on the trauma? How many are committed to moving forward? Raise one hand. That means you repented. Now, how many have done it in such a way that you're fully committed never to looking back? Raise both hands. If you took the turn, then it means this. With 100% biblical and holy certainty, I can declare the following. If you took the turn, there's no longer any shame associated with your name because your sins have been forgiven. If you took the turn, you should put a smile on your face because it means your land will be healed. I want to repeat that till it just goes down deep in your spirit. Your land will be healed. Your family land will be healed. Your physical land will be healed. Your financial land will be healed. Your community land will be healed. Your nation's land will be healed. Somebody shout, take the turn. Take the turn. If you take the turn, the voice of heaven is telling you, take the turn. Don't stay stuck there. Move. Take the turn. Pivot. Pivot. Then the next thing that comes from John the Baptist, the voice of the kingdom. Somebody say the voice of the kingdom. I love this. The voice of the kingdom. The first thing is take the turn. The second thing is the kingdom. The message is the kingdom. 
John said the kingdom is near. Jesus said the kingdom is here. The moment I arrive, the kingdom is here. And then he speaks to his church and says, you will advance the kingdom here on earth. Matter of fact, he tells us every time you pray, you begin by saying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thine kingdom come. Thine will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does this mean? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, as I watch the news and read social media the past few weeks, I've come to the following conclusion. We need a fresh revelation or a strong reminder of what it is to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Let me repeat that. As, I, as I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, and watching the stuff in the news, man, we need to be reminded if we are believers that our kingdom citizenship is more powerful than our national citizenship. Am I preaching to anyone here? That our kingdom citizenship, I feel the Holy Ghost. That our kingdom citizenship is more important than our political affiliation. That our kingdom citizenship is more important than our cultural identity. We cannot put all of our eggs in the basket of systems created by men. Woo! I said we can't put my we can't put our faith and our trust in a system created by men. What does this mean? I'm gonna say it again. We can't put our trust in a system created by men. Pastor Sam, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say what the psalmist said. Some people trust in chariots. Others trust in horses, but I trust in the name of the Lord, our God. Woo! It's time for you to hear the voice asking you to make a choice. Woo! The battle is not what you think, man. Everyone's caught up in the hype. The battle is not, and it historically has never been between the left and the right and liberal and conservative and the Democrats and Republicans and donkeys and elephants, the battle has been since the Garden of Eden and continues to be today between the serpent and the lamb, between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. John the Baptist shows up and says, the kingdom. Jesus preached about the kingdom more than anything else. Do your biblical due diligence. He preached more about the kingdom than anything else. One more time, John the Baptist shows up, the kingdom. Jesus shows up, the kingdom. Don't trust the system to the world. There's a better system. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. But you got to show up. You got to show up and say, I'm the kingdom. Showing up is everything. Let me give you a story about showing up. That has My, my wife and I went to Hawaii last year right about this time before everything locked down. True story. She's somewhere in the auditorium in the, in the, in the, in the campus to confirm this. We went to Hawaii. So my wife, I've never been through this before. So my wife, I, well, the way we work is, honey, you, you, you eat, because I'm a good husband. I'm not, don't drink the cream. Whatever you want to do, we do. Wherever you want to eat, we eat. That's you avoid drama, man, learn that. If you're not married and you're single, that's the best way to go. It's, it's just the power of yes, dear, whatever you want, honey. It, woo. So, honey, you eat whatever you want to eat. Get ready. So she made reservations, right? Open table. She, she makes a reservation. True story. 
she makes a reservation for a French restaurant in Oahu. A French restaurant. All of a sudden, she pivots. We couldn't go. We, I think we went to the North Shore. Something happened. We couldn't make it. So she calls the day before, not the same day. Hey, sorry, we're going to cancel our reservation. This is a true story. The French restaurant says, okay, but there's a cancellation fee. So she goes, okay, what is it? She goes, $300. So help me, God, I'm not making this up. My woman looked at me and said, we're never going to make it, but we're going to have to pay $300 for not showing up. I went, hold on a second. I wasn't going to buy food that was going to cost me 100 bucks in the first place. I'm paying $300 for not showing up. We tried to call back. She called back. She spoke to the manager, explained that nothing wouldn't work. She did the whole nice card. Nice card wouldn't work. She did the whole hostile customer thing. That didn't work. The yin and the yang, the negative and the positive, nothing worked. We ended up paying $300 from our debit card for not showing up. I'm going to tell you what that, that, that taught me, Pastor Sam. There is a price for not showing up. You pay a price for not showing up. There is a price. The world will fall apart if the church doesn't show up. You're not getting that right now. I said the world will fall apart if the church retreats. The world will fall apart if the church hides. The world will fall apart if the church stays stuck in the building. There's a price to pay when we don't show up. But when we show up, the kingdom of heaven is here. When we show up, there is a different system. There is a different dynamic. There are different values. Somebody say it's about the kingdom. It's about the kingdom. What is God telling you? The voice of heaven is telling us to walk like citizens of the kingdom. Talk like the kingdom is here. Preach like the kingdom of heaven is here. Praise like there is a system better than the system of the world. And you're connected to that spiritual system. The kingdom of heaven. Somebody say the kingdom of God is here. If somebody should be asking, Pastor Sam, I've grown up with that phrase. What does the kingdom of God mean? The kingdom is where the presence of God is experienced. The power of God is expressed. And the purpose of God is executed. The kingdom is where God shows up. His power comes out. And his purpose comes to pass. The kingdom is where God's will is done. Down here as it is up there the kingdom is God's reign according to the gospel coalition my friends the kingdom is God's reign through God's people over God's place God's reign through God's people over God's place God's reign through God's people over God's place I said God's reign through God's people over God's place God's reign somebody say God reigns God reigns God reigns. God reigns. Jesus didn't say one day the kingdom is coming. Jesus said, now that I'm here, the kingdom is here. My church leads the way in the kingdom. Psalm 47 verse 8. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. Somebody say, God reigns. God reigns. Psalm 93 says, the Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. 
he reigns. So I have a question. If we believe the God, the voice of God saying, number one, take the turn. Number two, walk like you're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. If we believe that the kingdom of God is here, then why are so many Christians depressed? If God reigns, why are so many believers retreating? If God reigns, why are so many Christ followers walking with their heads down, their hands out, and their voices silenced? Newsflash, God's throne is not vacant. Let me say it again, God's throne is not vacant. God is king, and he reigns over his creation. Let me declare that one more time. When Jesus is your Lord, when Jesus is your Savior, the kingdom invades your family. He reigns over your family. He reigns over your faith. He reigns over your finances. He reigns over your future. Pastor Sam, speak to me in layman's terms. What does this all mean? I hear metaphors. I hear these prophetic interpret. What does this mean? Oh, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it real simple for you. God is more powerful than the White House. God is more powerful than Congress. God is more powerful than the Supreme Court. God is more powerful than Google. God is more powerful than Facebook. God is more powerful than Instagram. God is more powerful than YouTube. God is more powerful than Twitter. Why? Why? Because Google can't forgive your sins. Facebook cannot defeat your addiction. The White House can't fill you with the Holy Spirit. But the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit reign over your family, reign over your home, reign over your marriage. Our God saves. Our God delivers. Our God heals. Our God reigns. Pastor Sam, but things are dark. I turned on CNN and Fox this morning. Things are dark. Let me remind you that Satan may be the prince of the air. But Jesus is the king of kings. If you believe that, just say amen. If you're getting this, raise both hands and say, I got this. I got this. The king is reclaiming his creation. The king is reclaiming his creation. What we see on, on television right now and on social media is it's God's kingship being resisted and the peace of the kingdom shattered. But here's the great news. The king is reclaiming his creation. I don't know if you... The, there's a battle going on the spiritual system is much more important than that which we see on earth. What we're seeing is the manifestation of a spiritual battle. There is a battle for your family, a battle for your dream, a battle for your purpose, a battle for your integrity. There is a battle. There is a battle. There is a devil. He has his minions. He is part of a kingdom, a kingdom of darkness. He's trying to push back the kingdom of life. He's trying, he'll never defeat it, but there's a battle. But I'm here to tell you that from the beginning, Adam and Eve, oh, they marred the system. But I'm telling you, when Jesus arrived, 
when Jesus arrived, I, I feel the Lord. When Jesus arrived, it wasn't just to save you, which is the most important thing, to deliver you and heal you. He said, I'm not here just to save, deliver, and heal you. I'm here to bring my kingdom and to establish my kingdom. I'm here to tell you, put a smile on your face. The king is reclaiming his creation. Ready for this? The kingdom is not the elevation of our human gifts before a dark reality. The kingdom is the injection of royal grace into a broken and sinful world. His kingdom is not the culmination of human potential and effort, but the intervention of his royal grace into this broken world. The kingdom, I like what Jeremy Treat says, this broken world, the kingdom of God is not about what we do for God. It's about what God already did for us. Oh. If you're a citizen of the kingdom and you hear the voice of heaven, telling you act like you're a citizen of the kingdom don't be caught up in the systems of the world walk talk breathe pray behave like you're a citizen of the kingdom if you hear that voice raise one hand here it is in God's kingdom there's a different set of values and rules in God's kingdom the first shall be last and the last shall be in God's kingdom the self-exalted will be humbled and those that humble themselves will be exalted. In God's kingdom, the broke are blessed, the lost are found, the sick are healed, the bound are set free. In God's kingdom, water becomes wine, ashes become beautiful, mourning becomes dancing, sorrow becomes joy, and sinners become saints. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, Romans 14, 17. Colossians 1, 13 says this, He has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. John the Baptist was the voice coming out of the wilderness and after 400 years of silence, it was the voice of repentance. Take the turn, baby, take the turn. And it was the voice of, now that you take the turn, Walk like you're part of the kingdom. Act like you're part of the kingdom. Breathe like you're part of the kingdom. The curse is broken. Everything that is lost will be restored. And the land will be healed. I'm going to say those three things. The curse is broken. Everything lost will be restored. The land will be healed. I feel this is for a family right now in this auditorium. This is for somebody streaming right now. This is for you. The curse is broken. Oh, everything lost will be restored. The land will be healed. One more time. The curse is broken. Everything lost will be restored. The land will be healed. If you believe it, praise like it's all yours and you actually know. How many know the curse is broken? How many know that everything lost will be restored? How many believe the land will be healed? This is for someone. God has anointed you. This is the voice from heaven. God has anointed you to lead the way in repentance. To advance the kingdom of heaven in your family. To break every generational curse that has oppressed and controlled your tribe and to restore everything that was lost and heal the land. Get ready to see the kingdom of heaven invade your family. Get ready to see the kingdom of heaven kick out the lies and remove the lids. Get ready to see the kingdom of God detox your relationships. Sanitize your surroundings.
and vaccinate your future. My God, is anybody getting this word right now? If you're getting it, I dare you to open up your mouth and say, Thy kingdom come. Say, Thy kingdom come. And the Lord would say, Declare my rule over Sacramento, California, America, and the nations. And the Lord would say, Let the church stand up and declare, Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. I'm here to tell every devil our God reigns. I'm here to tell every liar of the enemy our God reigns. I'm here to I'm here to tell COVID-19 our God reigns. I'm here to tell every political discord our God reigns. Forever your kingdom. Every single individual on the planet right now as I speak will fall into one of three respective categories. Every single individual including you. You're either failing, surviving or thriving. Did you hear that? You're either failing, surviving, or thriving. To use a biblical narrative as a metaphor, every single human being is either in Egypt, the desert, or the promised land. Do you realize very few people ever truly enter into the promised land? That's John 10.10. Not just eternal salvation through Christ, but an abundant life here on earth, John 10.10. There are people that are saved and are just surviving. Vertically, you know, you're, you're, you're thriving because you're in Christ, but horizontally, your life does not look like your vertical commitment. And what we have to do is line up our horizontal life with our vertical eternity. So we need people around you. Surround you. You are who surrounds you. The people around you are either going to put a lid on you or remove the lid from your life. Surround yourself with people who remove the lid. I feel an anointing right now about yeah. that. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, God gave me this book and it's coming out in the midst of a global pandemic, in the midst of riots, in the midst of great discord and angst and consternation in the world. God gave me this book, From Survive to Thrive. I want you to read it. You read this book, it will change your life forevermore. It is a biblically substantiated antidote, a prescription to get you out of your Egypt, to get you out of your desert and catapult you and your family into the promised land. Not just vertically, but horizontally. Not just when you get to heaven, but here on earth. This is different. This is about living a, a lifestyle of thriving, not just getting more stuff. Yeah, no, no, because we, we know better. Matter of fact, we know better. We know God wants to bless us and prosper us in every aspect, but it begins vertically. And prosperity is not necessarily about Maseratis. Prosperity is about, more important, the areas that money cannot buy. What, what good is, is it to have a Maserati and a Learjet when, when your soul is condemned to hell because you've never accepted Jesus? Go right now to SamuelRodriguezBooks.com. Go to Amazon.com. Go to BooksAMillion.com. Purchase, pre-order this book right now. I assure you it will change your life. Let's do one thing together. No longer surviving, but thriving. Let's go change the world.